0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences.
2: y'all what have you been doing this last uh, week two weeks i mean obviously you've been having more fun than messing with municipalities and plumbers
3: yeah i was about to say i haven't been in any triple threats with the city and the plumbers so
1: well holy fuck if you're asking me i got nothing but fucking i don't want it recorded shit so. oh okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand so it's all the juicy juice you know you know one one At
1: some point, I'm going to walk that line, as I have before, of uh, recording a cringy episode.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And I'm going to start it with, daughters, lock up your mothers. (laughs) 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 Yeah, see, Beth is already cringing. (laughs)
4: <laughs> like, like, deeply, like, like,
1: deeply. I mean, god damn, what's the point of having a fucking podcast if you can't announce the I, fact?
2: I, I, I know, but I was thinking, like, daughters, lock up your grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, you know, if they've got a decent pension. <laughs> That's right.
5: <laughs> no regrets. The money consoles the Money, money, money. We've finna take over,
6: no more makeup shit. You know my crew been doing it since the eighties, bitch. We run the shit, make them bow down, king and shit
1: the talk. So over twenty years of aqua teen, and yeah. you've been there from the beginning.
7: Yeah, yeah, I actually worked on i I've, I've in the past I've said I worked on the pilot, and that's not entirely true. What I worked on was what you what we would probably now call a, a proof of concept.
1: Okay, sure. Which
7: Dave and Matt had the idea for this show. They talked to Mike Lazo, who at that time was head of the network, and created Adult Swim and uh he uh he said, "Okay, well, you know let me you know let me hear what you're what you think it's gonna sound like. let me see what you think it's gonna sound like, but put Space Coast in it <laughs> <laughs> and because, so yeah the original script did have space Coast in it, and it was right. uh like twenty pages because it was I think they originally thought it might be a a half hour show because at that point the only show that wasn't a half hour long was space coast it was it was fifteen sure. minutes and they they Block two of them together to make a half hour, but by that time I think Lazo is, is you know came up with the idea of doing a whole sort of block of just fifteen minute shows, you know. So eventually it did be, it did become that. But so I worked on that that proof of concept. Um, there was a different Carl. There was a different Frylock. Um, Interesting. I'll never forget the first time I heard Dana Snyder as Master Shake. Because the way Master, Shake, I mean, I came at it from being a, a space ghost editor. So the way Master Shake was written as this sort of overconfident, bombastic jerk, I had this space ghost notion in my head. I had that, I thought he was going to be this like hero voice. And then they come in with this, you know, Phil Silvers, Arnold Stang, <laughs> Top Cat. Kinda of, you know, and I'm like, right. oh, this is the most genius thing I've ever heard in my life. It was absolutely, instantly, right. utterly brilliant. It's still to me one of those times where you're just like, I just saw something brilliant.
1: I just saw the future. Yeah,
7: exactly. Yeah. Um so I, I'll never I'll never forget that. I'll never get over how just genius that is and how immediately I saw that I was just stupid to even think anything else. But anyway, yeah, so I worked on that and then was away from it for uh that was like a. that was like June, I remember of whatever year that was, and then um by February is when they were gearing up, so it was uh several months by the time I came back, and by that time they had taken that proof of concept, redeveloped it as what became the the rabot pilot right um but it's funny though anytime you work on the audio for a show, your DNA a isn't in there you, you yeah and so right. Even with that, they were still working off of that original audio template that I had laid out, um, right. so I still hear things that episode that was stuff that I cut, or, or takes that I chose, or music that I picked, because they would go over into the, our library and just say hey we need a bunch of tracks that sound like this we need a bunch of tracks that sound like that so then they would hand me like all these tracks and just say pick the one that you think works one of those contributions that every time i hear not every time i hear but i hear it sometimes i think oh wow i picked that is the the music that plays under dr weird's castle
1: oh wow okay and it was again they gave me a choice of like (laughs) eight yeah gentlemen
4: gentlemen Gentlemen,
8: behold! Behold!
7: Behold! The Rabbit! They gave me a choice of like eight tracks, and that's the Three. one that I thought was the good one. And that's what we used. And then also, um, we, they, they pulled episodes of uh, Johnny Quest... Okay, And so that castle they show is from Johnny Quest. It's actually two <laughs> different castles from two different episodes from two. One is from the 60s and one is from the 90s. Oh, um, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so I did cut those in and like this is the introduction, right? And there wasn't any real video, just like some hand-drawn like uh, storyboards. But we had that video. So those two shots and that music, that opening thing, is something that I that I did before the show was really made, and that's held over. So that's kind of fun to know. That's
1: huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's 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 super cool. It's
7: one of those things I forget because it's so long ago. I mean, this was. Um,
1: I mean, two thousand is when you all started two, it, playing it was, with it, right? Yeah, it was
7: two thousand. It was June of two thousand.
1: Was it September two thousand one? Was when it premiered?
7: Yeah, we premiered yeah. actually uh, the week before. Was it the week before nine eleven or the week after 9-11? The week before, right. something like that.
1: Yeah, I had my TV on uh on Cartoon Network, and all of a sudden, just this really weird shit started happening. <laughs> and my brother, you know, I was living in LA, uh, working for Time Warner uh, oh. Cable, and yeah, oh, oh, yeah, Time Warner Cable, yeah, working for Time Warner Cable. That's funny. And yeah, all of a sudden, shit, mm-hmm. this this uh, ultra narcissistic shake. Mm-hmm. St- setting it all up uh and you know to this day i, I identify with master shake uh <laughs> more more than most fictional characters and i think most people that know me would would agree with that there, assessment there you go yeah so
7: yeah actually aqua teen i guess was on it was not on the first night of adult swim it was on the, the second week because what they did was they alternated space ghost one week and 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 uh aqua teen the next right. week. so the first night of adult swim did not have the, Aqua Teen it had Space Ghost, and that was actually one of the ones that I cut um it was Got the it. one with Tom York from Radiohead and Bjork, where space oh, and Bjork where Space Ghost is married to Bjork
1: yeah that's one of my favorite episodes Well, Bjork is one of my my favorite <laughs> yeah. people yeah hey everybody moving forward you know if you ever find yourself in a relationship with me just know that uh you know my mind and body is yours but my heart my heart is in Reykjavik
7: you're gonna listen to some Bjork
1: you're going to be hearing some Bjork either. either <laughs> and either get down or get out.
7: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, otherwise, that's really the only relationship rule I have at this point in my there you, life.
7: There you go. So, yeah, then I guess, like, when the, the first time Maquitain aired, it was actually the second episode. It was uh, Lepercopolis because cause, uh, Rabbot had already aired, like, as a pilot kind of in the middle of the night. Right. Um, they used to—and I'm sure this still happens, but it's one of those things where— yeah. <laughs> It's, I think, one of those accounting things where they, you have to like air it in a certain calendar year for it to be counted against that budget kind of thing. Right. So they, aired, right. they, they did that. And I think Brack Show, maybe, I don't know that for sure. That's, that's, sure. that's a lie. I just lied. Um, <laughs> I, I just know that it's not unusual for them to air an up as pilot just to kind of, get it out there and get some buzz. And so I guess the Rabot, which is technically the first episode, I guess that had already aired in like, in like December or something like that of, of, of 2000. Right. Um, and so then when they, when we launched the actual network, I think they, they led off with Leprocopolis, which was the second episode and then showed Rabot. I think the the next, you know, two weeks later or whatever it was, but Got it. Um, yeah, we were we were originally only on Sunday night, and then they would repeat everything on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that that's was, right.
7: Yeah, you know, that was it initially.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, kind of the reverse of uh, Star Trek: Next Generation in my market would premiere Wednesdays at nine, and then rerun Sundays at five. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, that'll be a you know syndicated market and time slots and formatting. I think we just figured out our next. Best Saturday's episode.
7: There you go. That's yeah, It's a great idea. People talk about uh, in New York, they used to have the million dollar movie where they would yep. show the same movie every night at 11 o'clock for a week. And, right. And then like twice on Saturday and then again on Sunday. And then so if it was a movie you really liked or a movie you liked even vaguely, you would end up watching it like four or five times.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right gotta fill that ad space
7: yeah and i know they had that like they had the universal their whatever their package that they you know were licensing had the whole universal horror cycle in there so there's all right, those all right. these monster kids in new york from from watching the million dollar movie <laughs>
1: right right
2: our age now there are a few people that I They're know their grandmas, their grandmas are grandmas, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. And that is we're not true.
2: That old like I don't know what happened.
1: Well, I I it's more like they are that young. No judgment to any of <laughs> our listeners who are, you know, Gen X and grandparents. Uh that's cool.
0: Well, you know, some people had kids young and then their kids had kids young.
1: Yeah, it's, that's just human shit. I mean, think about it. So 1920, you have a kid. Nothing wrong with that. 1920, they have a kid. Nothing wrong with that. Boom. You're 43. You're a grandparent. I'm 43. I know one of you people are 43. Beth? Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, my sister. Oh, I you were talking
3: about me. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my sister is uh, five years older than me, and she has grandkids. She had her first kid when she was 19, I think. But then also, you know, my brother and sister-in-law have kids raging in age from 16 or, no, he turned 17 today. Doug is 17 today. Happy, have, birthday, happy Doug. birthday,
3: Doug. Happy uh, birthday, Doug. Happy birthday, Doug.
0: So he's 17, and then they have kids in between, and their youngest is two.
1: Holy shit. I mean, that's how, yeah. they, that's how they see, you know what, though? That's the way to do it, because at some point, the older ones are going to change the diapers of the younger ones. Absolutely. Hey, can you make sure she doesn't swallow her tongue while I go take a shit? (laughs) Because you don't remember this because you were only eight months old, but you had to sit there or lay there or be in a bassinet or whatever the shit while I took a shit because I was afraid of you swallowing your tongue. Well, now, goddamn, you're like five and a half years old, you know, and she's just laying there anyway. If she vomits... Flip her on her fucking belly (laughs) and let me know. So that's the way to do it. I mean, God, 17 is the oldest, 2 is the youngest.
2: Mm -hmm. I I was like, hey, babe, should we give him anything for his birthday? I don't know, a gun or something? (laughs) She's like, no. (laughs) No. no." Like, maybe if it was a different kid, you know, like everybody has a different maturity level at different ages, right? And I was vastly, well, I think, you know, we were all latchkey kids. So we were mature much earlier yeah. at least as far as like having our lives like- as far as
1: smoking heavy metal and <laughs> pornography yeah i'd say i matured real quick <laughs>
2: and under-age
6: drinking, yeah, I mean, like and, yeah all- you yeah. take
1: your pick yo yeah at 17 god what would i have wanted i i was already living out, out of the house at 17 yeah so well i, I graduated would've...
2: at 17 going off into the military you know
1: what yeah
2: you yeah. S- you, you served i did i did what?
0: It- <laughs> God, you think
1: you know somebody?
2: I, you know, I don't really talk, you know, so. You
0: never asked. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO network are no different with the ESO network Patreon. The cool thing is is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit with four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early your exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network.
8: But isn't it amazing you can grow up in the same house with someone and it's just like nothing in common, you know? Oh, it's
2: just... 100%. You know, that happens all the time.
8: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even relationships like my oldest brother and I There were certain things that we would not tell our parents, while the two middle brothers would tell them everything. And (laughs) we were like, why did you tell them that? You knew what the reaction was going to be, and then you act surprised by the reaction.
0: You can't be- Fucking it up for everyone. Yeah, you can't be breaking the sibling code, the unspoken sibling code. It's like, even I understood that, and I- neurodivergent like even i understood the unspoken rules of siblings like our mom would always forget if she grounded someone mm-hmm. so we <laughs> knew if somebody got grounded everybody kept their mouth shut because mom would forget like an hour later Don't snitch them out exactly my favorite was when she, I can't even remember what he did, but my oldest brother did something that pissed mom off so bad. She grounded it for two months and wrote it on the calendar. And then like an hour later, she was asking him to go run an errand for her. And she forgot until she turned over the calendar <laughs> two months later. <laughs> <laughs> but of course by then like what she could, what could she do it's too late it's,
8: it's time served mm-hmm. right yeah dan the other day was telling me you know we were talking about giving your kids a day off from school yeah and i had a a, a friend that was like you know she got all straight a's and stuff and and her her parents would give her uh, you know, time off from school, and when my brother and I <laughs> wanted the same treatment, my mom goes, "You guys aren't getting straight A's. You need oh, to stay in oh. school and go every single day." <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you don't get a pass.
1: No, if you have a four point eight five nine GPA, yeah, mm-hmm. you can fucking take 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 a day, dude. <clears throat> take a right. personal. I don't give a shit. Wake up whenever you want. Eat some right. Cheetos and play some video games. That's fine. Let's go to the museum, maybe. But then we'll get you back to your Cheetos and your video games
8: pretty soon. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it really, it's really bad because I remember when I was in uh, sixth grade. And so in New York, elementary school goes from first to sixth. And then, hey, Same
1: thing in California. Seventh, eighth is middle. Hmm. Everywhere hmm. else, it's like sixth grade is middle school.
8: Right, right. And when I went to middle school... So there's like, you know, like they give you these placement tests. And so the really super, super smart kids get placed in what they call SP classes. And then there was language music classes. That was like the next level. And that's what I got placed in. And a lot of my classmates from from the sixth grade, they got placed in regular classes. And so it was like me and these two other kids that got placed in the, you know, in the advanced classes And those kids got mad at me, you know, like that's when like all all of a sudden that's when I became gay, you know, it was like I never even heard anybody say anything to me until there was so much hating going on because I got into a better class than they did. But the crazy thing was when we were in elementary school. It's, I think they knew that I was smarter than some of them, but then when they placed us in middle school and actually confirmed that I was, they were just hating on me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, wow, really? Well,
2: middle schoolers, yeah, middle schoolers are rough. They sure yeah. aren't. Oh, the yeah. worst
1: pieces of shit that fucking slither around this earth are middle schoolers. Middle oh, my schoolers gosh. and middle school teachers. Right. Oh, yeah. They're all <laughs> in the same hell... Check it out. When you transfer, when you get into a school district before you're tenured, everyone's like, I want to be a kindergarten teacher. I want to teach, you know, English, AP lit. No, you're a fucking middle school teacher. When you first get out of, out of college and go to teaching, you get into a district, your fucking first two to five years are going to be at a middle school. Ain't shit you can do about it.
8: Here's some of Miles's teachers. The first one he used to get high and, and, you know, come to school high every day on weed. All right. <gasps> wow. Was, was doing a bad job teaching the kids. All the parents were complaining and they would not fire her. And we didn't understand why. So she was tenured. At, right. No, 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 no. I don't know Ooh. why. I, um, it was a little bit of a, well, she was also gay. And I think that if they would have tried to fire her, you know, they would have been like, you're firing me because, you know, of my status and I'm gay and it's going to be a lawsuit. And so I think they were, you know, parents' complaints were not enough. And at the end of the year, there's this this test that all eighth graders have to take to go into high school. It's called the CRCT. And there's a math portion, an English portion. And I forgot the other parts. But anyway, they have to pass this thing or they're not getting promoted. And. 50 of her kids failed this test. Yikes. Okay. So compared to the other two math teachers that were in the school, the other, the two other math teachers had like one person each fail and she had 50. Shit. And that's when they fired her finally, Mm. you know, then there was the other teacher who was telling everybody that she's a devil worshiper and she loves Satan huh oh. and uh she managed to keep her job too <laughs> whether well, their kids their kids pass the test
1: Ooh, the, did the devil worshippers teachers kids which, pass passed the uh, test
8: yeah yeah her
1: kids pass that's all that
2: matters <laughs> <laughs> it's it's performance based
8: right yeah, no offense hail <laughs> satan
1: hail satan <laughs> no. And say mm-mm. his
8: name. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Dan, I'm going to get you for that one. I got to rebuke oh, you now, oh, through oh, Jesus. Oh. All right,
1: because Dude, yeah, mm-mm. you need to ex- you need to exercise me. Yes, yes, I yeah. need to get
9: exercised. Uh, they, well, they found out later that the kids had to sign their souls away to get a passing grade. But, but oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs>
8: and, and then they would all go to um, senior frogs. Which is this one? I never seen your frogs, dude.
1: (laughs) And drink.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh!
7: When Schoolhouse Rock came out on DVD in like two thousand four maybe five. Oh yeah, yeah i popped yeah. it in I'm, yeah. like, I'm gonna watch these i haven't seen them in at that point it had been 20 years more than 20 25 years since i'd seen them
1: so the dvds i had the vhs Reproductions of them, where they in between the music, they added uh, some kids hanging out with Cloris Leachman on a painfully '90s like, oh, like
7: they made a sh- straight to VHF show.
1: stage oh. with all kinds of like just off of primary color geometric shapes hanging out, and Cloris Leachman and the kids would be like, "Hey, I'm Cloris Leachman, and these are a bunch of kids." The kids are like, "Yeah, we're kids," and then they'd go into. <laughs> You know, they'd roll into telling King George to, you know, we're going to make America now. Right. And they'd go right back into Cloris Leachman. The DVDs that you had, was that the same? I mean, let's talk about no. the re- the repros of these real quick. The way that they yeah. put them out there and out there again. What, what do the DVDs look like?
7: The DVDs were just almost like a DVD of like a Superman cartoon or something. It was just a straight port. Yeah. You know, just that yeah you can do i mean it's just like the the uh the directory and you could just click whichever one you wanted to watch and that was it. Um, None
1: No, they didn't feel the need to hire the woman that replaced uh Mrs. Garrett for the last season or two.
7: No, there was it was it was leechman free.
1: Remember the and, and they went from like a weird like country shop to a gift store <laughs> the, the second Anyway. <laughs> okay,
8: got yeah, it. Yeah, well, and Chloris, that special. I mean, you know what's you know. What, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, put it this way: everyone that was involved with Schoolhouse Rock pretty much dismissed that special. Okay, and uh, it was one of those experiments that didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. You know, they had good intentions with it, but uh, sure, it's not. It just didn't come together like it should have.
1: I I didn't feel like it did.
8: Interesting. Yeah, I have no memory of that. Yeah, well, that's a good thing, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fine, dude. You
1: don't, you don't, you don't need to remember that. Mm-hmm. It would,
7: yeah. But I just I just jumped onto Wikipedia. It was produced in the '80s. It came out in '87. It looks. Oh,
1: like. okay. All right.
7: And then it came out on Laserdisc in the '90s, which is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not the Cloris Leachman. I don't think just, sure. just Schoolhouse Rock. and Okay, is, is
8: there a Blu-ray version of it? I I have the DVD also. I don't think it's on Blu-ray. Um,
7: like I okay. said, I've got the DVD from the 2000s. It's on Disney Plus. I went on there and watched oh, it. Okay. ten okay. of them the other night. The fun thing about Disney Plus is they have slates at the beginning.
8: Oh yeah, that are
7: it's like a a standard card with the title of the episode and it's read by Bob Doro. Oh wow. They made little slates with Bob Doro, and it's
1: on there.
8: Oh, cool. So he's like,
1: you know, now it's conjunction
8: junction. Oh, that is cool.
1: That is cool. You know, people get mad at Disney saying, well, Disney's running everything. Well, if they're doing it the right way, you know, who am I to complain? Yeah,
8: exactly.
2: we have so many subscriptions right and i will say disney gives us content that we want to watch yeah you know? and sometimes it's slower paced, you know, like they here they here's here's a block of content eight episodes or you have to watch it weekly but you know they don't have as much content i mean they have a lot of content but they're not like releasing a whole bunch of new stuff as, as often as other you know networks i mean but disney is top tier as far as the quality of entertainment hbo's top tier quality of entertainment like netflix even though they've lost all these subscribers and everything there's lot lots of stuff on netflix i could take or leave i think showtime i could take or leave what, what's the other one stars I, I i love hulu but it they still don't put it out as as quality as um disney or to. HBO. yeah a, a, and Uh, I also, I like Apple right now, super cheap for what you're getting. And uh, they have very original stories, you know, I want new or, you know, something I haven't seen before, you know, I'm all about that Peacock. Yeah. um, We had Peacock for a little bit. Uh, I did watch uh, an obnoxious amount of what was that Western
3: uh, uh, Yellowstone?
2: I was going to say Stonehenge, and yeah. I was like, no, that's
3: not right. <laughs> Amber Ruffman's the
1: only reason to have Peacock, and I think she's free on Peacock.
2: And then, of course, we watch Paramount because it has Halo. It has yeah. Picard, Discovery. It now has the, the, the show that we haven't had an opportunity to watch yet. Um, Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds.
0: Has Drag Race.
2: She loves Drag Race. No one
0: else? No one else no. loves Drag Race? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Be that way.
2: I drag
3: race in Forza. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> and then uh, you know what my my other my other big
2: watch that I watch so much of is Crunchyroll. So I had to, I migrated it from VRV to Crunchyroll because Sony. Has bought that and Funimation, yeah. So the ca- the catalog of animation has increased. So it's not two
1: different apps anymore.
2: It's not two different apps.
1: Nice. Oh, so see, because I, so- I fuck with Country Roll. I do the free because the free ah. gives me all of like the late seventies to early eighties, like uh, Galaxy Express 3.9, Captain Harlock, all the uh, the the vintage. I guess you call it that. But, uh, you
2: know for. I think we 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 pay the top tier one because um, we can be bougie sometimes, and that's fifteen bucks. But oh, like,
3: the- oh, we know how bougie I'll get.
1: <laughs> Let me borrow your code. Can I have your code? Don't be lame. They don't know. They don't know.
2: And, and, and then and then we have you know, but you can do the nine ninety nine one, and I think that's like one screen.
1: But you do but- the, you do the fifteen something one where you can like yeah, g- four- give me your Crunchyroll. <laughs>
2: Well, well, you know what? Uh, we'll we'll talk about it. You know, um, yeah, in, yeah. Away, away from, because Thunder yeah. Talk does not condone copyright <laughs> infringement.
3: Password sharing? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, Netflix, We We don't do the password sharing. Yeah, Paramount Plus. <laughs> but no, you just remind me that AMC Plus is still awesome because with AMC Plus, you get all the AMC stuff, plus you get Sundance stuff, and you get Shutter stuff. So. Not only do I still get to keep up with the Walking Dead universe, because I'm still one of the people that does that 12 years in, but also I got that little horror streaming stuff along with it in the same stuff. And I don't have to pay for two separate things anymore.
2: and, And that's the AMC thing? Yep. Hey, you know how you don't have any friends? It's fine. The Flopcast will be your friend. Your weird podcast friend.
0: Join us on the Flopcast every week for a silly conversation about cartoons, music, comic books, chickens, and
2: obscure 80s pop culture trivia that no one, literally no one, could possibly care about.
0: Find us at Flopcast.net. And on the ESO Network. It'll be our little secret.
1: What was it like after you know I mean, the show, as you said, has uh, been off for a while? Yeah. What What was it like reuniting with the cast and that old crew?
7: Um, you know, uh, it was. Uh, it wasn't a, a true, 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 true. Well, I mean, you know, I guess I hadn't seen Carrie Means, who's the voice of Frylock. I had not seen him in a while. Um, Dana Snyder was also on Squidbillies, so. Right, We were still crossing paths occasionally. But, you know, he lives in L.A. It's not like I see him every week. Sure. Um, Dave Willis, who was the one of the Aqua Teen guys, was also one of the Squidbillies guys. So I was still in touch with him all along. And in fact, I, I right before I jumped into the Aqua Teen movie, I did the first two video pa- audio passes on the Squidbillies finale. So, yeah, I mean, I was still working uh, for him all the way up. Uh, but it was a bit of a mental reunion for me to, like, be back right. with those characters, and that's a weird thing to say. And it's anybody who knows me is probably like, "Oh God, Ned, you're so <laughs> sure." But it's true. I mean, I really did miss those characters because they get you. You do get you know to where they're. they're it's not like they're people to me in the sense that like I, you know, I don't talk to them, but. You know, when you edit an episode that's that you work on, you'll work on it for six, eight, ten, twelve weeks. One episode, and then jump into another one immediately for uh, however many seasons. We were on fifteen years on the air with these characters, kind of on a day and day, day in and day out basis. You do sort of like not you're you're not hearing that voice in your head all the time anymore. It's sort of strange. It's it's uh, yeah. so yeah. It was really fun to like you know it i'll put it this way it's just as much fun for me as the editor to uh to hear those voices in those roles as it is for anybody to to see the show to, to right. watch you know it's going to be to watch the movie um so yeah i mean that it, that's that's great it's i mean that's that to me is the best part about it is because i really right. did i mean i just really did miss those characters they're really funny characters and um Just like any TV show where you, it's not on the air anymore and you don't see them or hear them anymore. It's great to, to kind of hear them again. And particularly because, like I said, the movie feels like an episode, uh, a a long episode, obviously, but it's, there's, it's not like the countless revisitings or, you know, of, of a show where, you know, they try to get the cast back together and then you go and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel the same. Right. Uh I I do not think that's going to happen here with anybody. I think anybody who watches this is going to be right back where they left off.
1: We've missed them too. Can't can't <laughs> wait to Good. The whole the whole, the whole planet can't wait to reunite with our with our Aqua friends. Yeah.
7: I I, I, I that's good. And I, and I I'm not kidding. I really do think that they're just back. Yeah. It's like it does not feel at all that that weird where you can't put your finger on what's wrong you know sure i i watch this and i'm like yep this is them this is it this is the vibes nice Nice.
1: it's 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 that old magic again Mm -hmm. excellent hope
7: so hope i hope so
1: yeah i'm feeling Ooh, you got me Mm, i'm a believer i'm a believer (laughs) pass the plate around everybody i'll put i'll put 10 bucks in
2: there you go So uh, all of y'all went to San Diego Comic or
0: uh... the SC Comic Con, not San Diego. Uh,
1: I sadly missed it again this year.
2: You missed it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Every year I hit Wheatley up. I made it one year uh... with with promises and possibilities, and Wheatley's (laughs) like, "Oh, I didn't prioritize San Diego Comic Con this time."
9: (laughs) Well, San Diego Comic Con for one word (laughs) zafkra.
1: Did I just say San Diego Comic Con? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Wheatley didn't prioritize SC Comic Con this year well, again.
9: Well, the problem with is it's, it's literally a local con, fifteen minutes from my house. It's always a week of decision, and the the day it came, where well, I could have made it, that's when the head gasket on my Corolla went out. No, oh. so R.I.P. I was uh, getting busy getting that thing paid for and
1: fixed. Hey, call me <laughs> next time, though. Okay, I'll pick you up. Nah, i like a- y'all got to uh have a good
2: uh convention you got to meet all kinds of people yeah oh
1: yeah definitely it was an amazing convention so uh, was
2: was mark the most famous person at the convention <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: no you no, no, rode on my shoulders like a third of the time yeah while adam walked in front of him with a big drum was <laughs> oh, i would love to see him <laughs> love to boomed. see him just to let everybody know hey IL 900 oh my gosh oh. well um
8: wheatley would have appreciated this get
1: your wonder woman action figures oh. out he wants to inspect
8: your wares
1: <laughs> <laughs> boom
8: boom yeah Not enough Wonder Woman action figures, actually, (laughs) but Wheatley would have appreciated this. Uh, Jerry Conway was there. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, so here's the thing we were, Dan and I were debating. Is it, Mike Grell? Is it Mike Grell? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cause I I thought I heard someone say it differently. I left the convention and halfway home, I'm texting Dan on the highway, which I shouldn't have been doing. And I'm like, dude, you gotta get, (laughs) A sketch for me, a Tyrock. That Mike Grell created. Oh, yes. So Dan got it for me, and uh, I'm so happy about it, you know, because... Uh, so Tyrock was the first black African-American superhero that was part of Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes in the 30th century. Yes.
2: Yeah, I had no idea about that character.
8: Oh, yeah. And I had no idea about
1: that character.
8: Okay, so Wheatley, correct me if I'm wrong. So word on the street is that he's supposed to be... His looks are supposed to be based on Jim Brown... The f- be- uh, football player turned actor, Jim yeah, Brown? Yeah, I
9: believe so. Yeah, Jim Brown was like, he was used for him. And they also used for like his pressure for Luke Cage as well. Okay. For a lot of, a well, lot of artists like these uh, sports
8: athletes. The Luke Cage, I could see definitely the Jim Brown influence. But for Tyrock, he sort of looked like more like Jim Kelly, who was in Enter the Dragon and Black Belt Jones. You know, just the shape of his face and his body type looked more like a Jim Kelly character. But hey. I don't know, but I'm happy Dan got the sketch, nonetheless.
2: So this convention, uh, it had mostly artists and illustrators, or and, and
8: wrestlers. It? It had wrestlers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay,
9: yeah, famous wrestlers. Adam was very happy for based on his Ring of Thunder episode. He just, posted. oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Everybody check out Ring of Thunder if you want to hear about the wrestlers at SC Comic Con. Very cool. Uh, yeah.
8: um, Susan Eisenberg was there. Susan is the voice of Wonder Woman from the Justice League animated series, and. Uh she plays the sorceress Ooh. in the new Kevin Smith He-Man series and um I'm trying to think who else. Oh, John
1: Ratzenberger. Ah. Oh, John, John right.
8: Ratzenberger. Right. Uh he
1: was uh he had lines in Empire Strikes Back.
8: Yeah, he was in um
1: he did some other stuff too I think, but he was definitely in Empire Strikes Back.
8: If Adam was here, he would be able to kind of give us a breakdown on the wrestlers.
1: I think right now is an excellent time to cut into Adam.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like They have all these other sort of Harley Quinn drawings up here, but Harley Quinn in a pantsuit. That needs to be done.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Har- Harley Quinn walking walking the mean streets of Wall Street.
3: Yeah. Wall Street. puddings never sleep. That's right. That's right.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, uh. The Harley Quinn of Wall Street, the Wolf of... No, your joke was better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so day one here at SC Comic-Con 2022. A real healthy turnout. A lot of great cosplay. Cosplay, you know, they keep up in their game. Keep up in their game here. Real, Real proud of that. Uh, sexy Thor, what uh, what, what's your take on the con so far? It's back in full force. It feels like, yeah, yeah. We were saying earlier that all the cons last year felt like, like con simulators coming out of that Rona. Now it's it's uh, it's like a real convention again. It's 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 the old stuff again, Billy. I can feel it.
3: What's old is new again.
1: Here at uh, South Carolina Comic Con, got some spooks, got some ghosts. We got a problem like that. Who are you going to call? The South Carolina Ecto-1. That's right. That's right. Uh, South Carolina Ecto-1. That's right. So we're here with Gary again. Gary's been on the show before. Gary's on the show again. How's it going, dude?
10: We're doing great, man. It's another great weekend in Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, it has been really, really, really good this weekend. And we're glad things are sort of getting back to normal. Just tickled to be here, brother. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, of course, he brought out Ecto-1. You've uh, you have a couple of Ecto ones. Yeah,
10: we we pulled out all the stops this year, man. We got uh, we brought the containment unit with us. We brought the fearsome flush, the haunted toilet. We, ah. we brought it all out, man. It's all or nothing this weekend at South Carolina Comic Con.
1: The fearsome flush. Now that was uh, wasn't that in part of the
10: toy line? That was one of the first lines of the Kenner toy line yeah. back in the '80s. And so when it it came time to what are we going to do now, we both agreed it's got to be fearsome flush so that's where we went with it man it was a lot of fun
1: i'm digging that digging that and you sir your name
10: my name is brandon martin
1: brandon good to meet you dude good to meet you right on right on so you know it's absolutely about the the rad cosplay i mean you guys again like you said you went all out I've, i've walked into uh you've walked into ghostbuster central right here don't mess with that containment unit all right, I'll run interference on these EPA guys as they try to, <laughs> they try to mess well, with thank this. Thank you
10: very much. They have caused us a lot of trouble in the past.
1: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, you're here doing good work. I know that you generally pick, you, you find someone in the community who's in need.
10: We do, we do, and we try to we try to make our licks count. We try to do. Uh, we're pretty much exclusive to this convention with Rob and Borderlands. And that's because we can make more impact at a place like this than running here, there, and yonder all the time. Right. And and this year we met a young paramedic. She's 28 years old uh, from Abbeville, South Carolina. She's got colon cancer. So 100% of all of what we take in this weekend is going to go directly to her. So we try to keep it local, and we try to keep it personal. That way we know every dime goes to the person we know that needs it.
1: Local personal. South Carolina, Ecto One, love it, love it. Uh, what, what, what do
10: you got planned next? And the Luke sky's the limit, see, brother. We see. we got some things in the works, and the only hint I'm going to give you is the sky's the limit.
1: Excellent, excellent. Beyond the convention, how can people help you do the good work that you do?
10: Uh, the easiest way is to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and you know, see what we're doing, and hopefully, it'll strike a chord with you, and you'll want to help out.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, hey guys, keep doing the good work. We're proud to have you part of the community. Thank you.
10: Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, buddy.
4: Thank you.
3: So yeah, nice uh, February weather we're having here on this. Nice April afternoon. <laughs> no, no, gorgeous February weather. But no chance of snow, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It is South Carolina. South Carolina, buddy. Wrong side of history, wrong side of the weather. <laughs> maybe that's why my hammy is acting up right now. But, you know, like a certain uh, author once said, he who makes a sexy Thor of himself gets rid of the pain of being an Adam.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I mean... If you're uh if you're if you're gonna push through the Suns and uh, get a berth in the in the in the playoffs this year, you can't be putting it all on the brun, dude. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. You know, I understand that uh being part of the Eastern Conference, you're just fighting to see who wins the chance to be defeated by the by the West. But this this whole hamstring business is uh I'm gonna give you some tough love right now. You've been kinda riding that since since college. And I think you just need to either uh you know, have a real honest talk with your sports medicine person or um you know, maybe uh I mean you, you got a degree in something, right? <laughs>
3: I've got like a PhD in like astrophysics. How can I use that on my on my lingering sports injuries?
1: By uh getting a job in astrophysics. <laughs> <laughs> Recently back from the land of ice and snow, after a multi-year stint off and on in Antarctica, you've heard him on the show before. Our good friend Sean Kerr, how's it going,
4: dude? I'm doing pretty well. I finally thought out. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right, right. Tell us about your time down there.
4: Yeah. So I'm the past four years I've been a seasonal dispatcher at McMurdo Research Station. Uh, this past Time down there. I was down there for 13 months, so I stayed down there for an entire summer season and then an entire winter season. It was interesting. Very cold. I've heard.
1: I've heard Antarctica is a bit cold.
4: Yes, uh, I've realized anything less than negative 40 and below it feels exactly the same. It's just how long can you stay out there? You know, there
1: are warmer days on Mars than there are in Antarctica.
4: It wouldn't surprise me. You
1: know, I did hear a uh, disturbing geological climate climatological uh, prediction. That by the end of this century, parts of Antarctica will become habitable for general population.
4: It wouldn't surprise me, uh, especially if you do any type of research into like the Thwaites Glacier. Yeah. Uh, yep. They're realizing that it's a lot thinner than they thought, right. and the water underneath is melting it very quickly. And climate change. Yeah. Scary, terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're on the front line. Well, let's 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 get to something uh, a bit more friendly and, and a bit more friendly
4: and a, and a, and
1: a <laughs> bit more you. Yeah, you're a comic book artist, local comic artist, uh, artist at large. Why don't you tell us about your wares here, friend?
4: Yeah, so I have uh, two comics, a coloring book, uh, lots of artist trading cards and uh, stickers, original drawings. Uh, the first comic that I have is The Rangers, Heroes of the Militia. Book one, partway through book two, and it's still on, still on the back burner.
1: Well, you found out Antarctica was melting.
4: Yes, that too. Uh, and then the second book is The Land of Ice and Snow. It's based off of my time down in Antarctica. So each page is inspired by different events that have, that have occurred well down there. All right. well, it's a
1: fascinating read. I own it. I've read it. It's, it's, everybody should pick that up. And you got a coloring book going now too.
4: Yeah, so the coloring book I I created before the last time I went down uh, for my community group that I'm a part of, uh, Eliakim, uh just so they had something that they could go through and kind of remember me by as I was gone for 13 months. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, I also have a bunch of artist trading cards, so two and a half inch by three and a half inch drawings. Uh, most of them are in black and white. There's a couple in color. Uh, I try to stay away from color as much as possible because it terrifies me. Huh. So, well,
1: hey, thanks <laughs> for being honest, dude.
4: Yeah. Uh, and then in there, I also have a tarot deck that I did a couple of years ago. Uh, my Trans Am deck uh, from 2019 when I biked across the continent from Virginia Beach to San Francisco. Oh wow! Uh, I did a landscape drawing every day. Oh wow! Uh, from wherever we we camped out so right.
1: yeah dude you heard it here man you really got to check sean stuff out where where can they out there on the internet
4: uh i'm currently at booth uh 718 but i'm also on instagram s k e r r so s curve 1932
1: sean kerr we've got the rangers heroes of the militia land of ice and snow and uh art with st curve check it out the mic out of my face
3: <laughs> but that's why this mic is always live and hot because it wants to know your business i mean not me you know i i can i can respect privacy i can respect boundaries but the mic has a mind of its own and it's fucking nosy and it will not be denied
1: yeah i mean
3: and i'm such a whore
1: anyway so uh yeah, we'll, we'll so, talk. We'll talk prices after. Rock <laughs> hey Brock! 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 Look up! Look up! Look up! Brock! Look up! Brock! Brock!
3: I mean, do you want them to draw you in a pantsuit? Yeah, I could actually use a smart pantsuit right now. I could use a pantsuit of myself, if it'll keep me warm better than than this here uh, cold weather. Yeah. Was this exactly how it felt like during SC Comic Con Junior? No, I think it was warmer in October. Ah. Well, see, there you go. South Carolina people. South Carolina.
9: Oh, a uh, quick callback. Uh, Tyrock was actually, in, his look was inspired by Fred the
8: Hammer Williamson. Okay. Oh, Fred Williamson. Okay, yeah. yes. Okay, I can I, actually I can see that I can yeah. definitely see it. Yeah, Luke Cage was Jim
9: Brown, and as is uh, mentioned in my commercial, uh, the Falcon uh, is based on OJ Simpson. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, back in the day, yeah,
8: OJ was OJ was. Hey,
2: OJ was a serious like athlete yeah. and, and like he he was a pretty good actor and all that kind of stuff back in the day. So I mean, like he he was all over the place. You know what? He, he murdered his wife. He served his time. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know? Have <laughs> kind of fun. That ain't that one, Dad.
0: Wow. It, it, Damn. It...
9: Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book.
3: Thunder Talk exclusive.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we here at Thunder Talk would like to thank Matt Rozo, Fever for providing the vast majority of the music you've heard in Exile on William Street, albums one and two. We dig them, and now you dig them. We're going to hear some excerpts from a prior interview we conducted back in April, and a little bit from the last one, and give you a chance to hear more Fever. Matt Rozo, everyone. Uh, otherwise known as Fever... How, how do you find yourself uh sitting here with us uh, tell us tell us all about it man the your hopes your fears what's what's going on what's up man yeah um thanks again for having me i've just
5: been writing some music and getting inspired by you know certain bands from like the 80s like the cure um just good post-punk stuff uh i love like ministry lebanon hanover you know the stuff that you know people just like to dance and it sends a vibe like i'm all about that the simplicity of music but it's more in layers um The overall vibe, but also um, the message, which is powerful, which is a lot of my stuff is like emotional awareness, mental health, stuff like that. Um, Going through losing, you know, family members and friends and, you know, relationships. I just sort of bring that all to my music and hopefully someone will relate and it can maybe help someone through that time. Let them know they're not alone or give them
1: some affirmations maybe they might need in that time. Listening to your music, I hear a lot of early public image. I'm getting Select Nick Cave. I'm getting Post, Post Kraftwerk. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm getting Susie and the Banshees, like cousin's fiance. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. I, w- I want to dig, because post punk, that's my jam right there. Well, why that? Why, where in your past does that come from?
5: Uh, Honestly, man. I I don't try to stay in a certain category usually, so it's just, it's honestly influences of even, like, Joy Division, The Doors, Nick Drake, I love stuff like that too, man. Um, yeah, so it definitely can be post-punk, dark wave, I mean, I think each song also has a different feel, so, you know, I try to mix it up somehow you know, really darkness to it. And then some are really dancey, you know, some are pretty chill and ambient. So it's just, I try to have a good mixture in there. The
1: song uh, City Lights, I, I thought I was listening to a really clean, deleted cut off of Public Image's metal box album.
5: <laughs> I appreciate that man.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna fucking dance, but I'm I'm gonna dance with a mindfulness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dirty rails, it's been-
5: that that one sort of has a deep message too about you know corruption and you know just seeing homeless people and being homeless at one point I could relate to a lot of things going on
1: find you on the internet after listening to this um you could follow me on instagram on
5: spotify my name is fever f-e-v-r music you could buy merch or any of my music at my website which is of ofsun, o-f-s-u-n dot media backslash f-e-v-r for fever
1: I, I dig your message. I dig your path. You're here for the rest of us, which is actually the most of us. It's letting everyone know. Yeah, you have pain. Yeah, let's talk about it. Remember, you have value. Exactly. Yeah. You said it perfect. Well, hey, thanks, man. If you're ever looking for a PR dude, you know, I, uh, <laughs> we'll do lunch. <laughs> let's talk about yeah. those shows. Yeah. So we got one in Riverside. When's that one coming up?
5: Our show coming up in Riverside is awesome. Uh it's gonna be on nine nine at the concert lounge and uh we got awesome bands. We have closed tier, male tiers, and then we have uh Gallo's first show as a band, which is very important. Um he's a big DJ out in Riverside. You know, they're all sort of local bands from Riverside or LA, so right. it's it's super exciting, you know. It's a mixture of new wave mixed with dark wave and it's going to be a good time,
1: you know. Where in L.A.? When in L.A.? What in L.A.? So, uh, L.A. show is
5: at the 1720 Warehouse, 911. La- 11 Last show they had there was packed with 1,200 people. Fuck. So, I'm super stoked, yeah.
2: Cha-ching! So,
5: ching Nice, yeah. dude. What's that all about, dude? It's going to be a dance party, bro. I mean, we're just going to bring good vibes and, and a fun time. And for me, music is sort of about forgetting just that night or that moment And living in the presence and just like, you know, vibing, having a good experience, you know, and just enjoying the night because you never know. You got to go to work, you got to take care of your kids, you got to do something the next morning, worry about your job or the stresses of life. But that's the cool ass thing about music is you get that escape, you know, whether it's for one night, it's like, fuck, dude, like sometimes that could be therapy itself, you know, just to get that to clear out your mind for a bit, you know? When I was young, I was diagnosed with social anxiety disorder, which is funny because I went my whole life sort of thinking I wasn't enough or I didn't fit in. I just want to give advice to anyone out there that has anxieties and thing. Just know, you know, those you can fight those and, and you could conquer and you could Do things that you love, even though people don't make you feel like you can, you know? And I just wanted to send that message because I think it's important, you know, coming from there.
1: Dude, Um, dude, shit, man. Fucking love you, dude. (laughs) Word. Thanks, man. Dude, word, (laughs) word. And now, off his latest album, which can be found on Bandcamp. And Spotify, Suffer.
0: do when your child asks
3: what were saturday morning cartoons
2: what were saturday morning cartoons what's wrong with you
0: or will you handle
2: it the right way sit down baby girl
8: let me introduce you to my friend mark mccray join dan clink and i on the best saturdays of our lives podcast as we take a unique behind the scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way the best saturdays of our lives podcast is a proud member of the eso network
7: I just remember watching a lot of CBS shows like my parents did. I mean, that was All in the Family Years, that was yeah. Prime Mash, that was Mary Tyler Moore. You know, that we were all we were just glued to C B S for right. years. Yeah. Jeffersons.
8: We yep. were glued to CBS also. And in August, all the networks have their preview promos. Here's what's right. coming for the fall and all that right. kind of stuff. Right. I remember what kind of told me CBS's story, even though I did not have access to any ratings information. One year, they did a promo. And instead of showing all of their new shows, they basically showed all of their returning shows. And I realized. Because the
7: returning shows are so
8: strong. It was so strong. Yeah. And I watched like nine, you know, of the ten shows, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, I watch all of these. yeah. And even the theme song, they were sort of bragging a little bit, like don't go anywhere because the best ones are right here or something like that. Mm. Just sort of bragging that, mm-hmm. yes, we're number one and we got all of the content. We got all of had, the series.
7: Had that all the loved. Norman Lear shows and all of the right. you, MTM shows. That's all you needed. That's, That's all, all you like, needed, right. ABC could have, uh, like, Happy Days burn and Shirley for an hour and then you know, then you're right back over to CBS to see what's up.
1: <laughs> yeah what what happened CBS? Now you're the station for old people. Uh, right. You've got the Stephen Colbert, which is fun, and then we we pay for our Star Trek now.
8: Right. <laughs> okay, well CBS has always had a reputation for old people. I mean, when they had the great, you know, the the Purge, the 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 rural, the rural Purge. The rural. Right. Purge, right when they had that that was supposed to get rid of that old you know old yeah. audience demographic but somehow they still stuck around all those years you know yeah. and they are still sticking around surprisingly.
1: hey they're sticking i'm paying for them to stick around because i want my <laughs> trek fix <laughs> (laughs) Are you ready to have your Star Trek fandom preyed upon? Are you ready to pay extra for what the rest of the world gets with a basic Netflix subscription? CBS All Access. For $6.99 per month, you'll not only get Star Trek Discovery, you'll have limited access to only a handful of episodes from our shitty programs. With commercials. Is Law & Order too smart for you? Then you'll love NCIS. Is NCIS too smart? for you then you'll love jag laugh at thin lazy nerd quotes and sexual harassment with big bang theory remember you're not really paying for star trek you're paying for tired network programming cbs all access fuck you
7: i would watch those shows uh, that i was just talking about i would watch those with my grandparents they watched sanford and son they watched jefferson's they watched you know, all that stuff. My grandparents Oh so
1: you're what you're all saying is it's always been for old people.
7: No. Um no, not I necessarily. Say that. They tried to, they tried <laughs> to change their demographic and the people just stuck around anyway.
1: They stuck around, right. You know what I think it is? I think they hit their stride with uh New Heart, not to be confused with the Bob New Heart show, Murphy Brown, and then uh they just stuck with that demographic. So it's not like they started well, making programming for old people. Their viewers just got old. Right. No offense to Murphy Brown people, by the way. Murphy Brown was a top notch show. The the reboot had problems. But <laughs> but anyway.
8: But look at um Big Bang Theory. That that series, I mean, it, it, it drew a lot of younger viewers. Right. You know, yeah. but but you yeah. can't yeah, have true. true. You can't true. have like so you, so basically, if you have one or two shows that's doing the job, that's getting that 18 to 34 or 18 to 54, or is a 56? I used to remember all that stuff in uh, yeah, my old too. gig. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, you know. Um, but somehow, you know, they got blue bloods and they used to have a hole Is that and- the
1: guy that's trying to steal your grandma's house with a reverse mortgage? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. What's his name again? <laughs> Tom Selleck. <laughs> uh, Tom Selleck. Okay. Well, what's funny Wait, I'm is- I'm sorry, continue. You know,
7: what's funny is Magnum was on CBS
1: too when it was- Oh, in- oh, oh it was, okay. So he has a long history. Yeah. He has mm-hmm. a long history with CBS. Yeah. Okay. Right,
8: right, right. The thing that Dan and I laugh about all the time was the- the very forced murder she wrote, uh, Magnum PI crossover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that really happened. I did not know about that.
7: <laughs> yeah. Did Jessica have a book signing in Hawaii? Was that the thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I don't remember. I'd put 20 bucks on yes. Mm-hmm. I'd say that there's a fair, fair, fair money. My mom, probably, my,
7: my mom loved jumped on that show early. She always loved mystery shows, but didn't care about violence. She liked the drawing oh. room mystery type stuff and, uh, right. loved Columbo, right. Lo- was a big, uh, 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 you know, she was a big, uh, Agatha Christie fan. So she watched, okay. uh, she watched, uh, Mrs. Fletcher, as she called her, uh, Murder She. And one time <laughs> we were in my parents' house for like a birthday or something like that. And then Murder it starts to come on and mom's like, well, I gotta watch my show. And my sister says, I think she's the killer. <laughs> yeah. She's like she's just traveling around from city to city murdering people and pinning it on Pat Harrington every you know. I mean, what
1: are the odds? Yeah. What
7: are the odds, right. you know? Yeah. women seen more dead bodies than a than a mortician.
8: I know. <laughs> Let me tell you when I was married, right? You know, so my wife's family is from Guyana and you know, oh. sometimes relatives will come over and Uh this cousin came over uh, her name was Charmaine and they had just started getting a lot of the American shows over there. I said so what shows are you getting? And she goes yeah this series called uh, Murder She Wrote and she goes let me tell you something Mark that lady is nosy bad (laughs) and I just started laughing (laughs) she's nosy bad
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's great. That's great.
7: (laughs) You couldn't do that show in Guyana because that's just, we just don't like people that are that nosy. That's amazing. (laughs) That's fantastic. Don't you got
8: something to do? Get a job, you know? That's fantastic. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I watched it on one of the over the air channels the other day and it was Jessica. She was trapped in the prison. And who were the prisoners? Adrian Barbeau. Uh, you've had oh, it. you're you in trouble now when you got Adrian Barbeau <laughs> yeah. ruling of the cell block. <laughs> yeah, Adrian Barbeau. Oh oh wait. It it, it gets even better. Another uh, um, CBS stalwart from from Maud. Uh yeah, you know, Adrian Barbeau knew how to play it tough. And uh yeah, what's her name? One of the girls from the Brady Bunch, um the middle girl. Eve Plum. Eve Plum, yes. She was in it. And let me tell you something, Eve Plum was great in that. She was totally believable. I was just like, wow, (laughs) I'm afraid. (laughs) But it was, it was, it was so cool. You know, it was the 80s. Everybody had big hair in prison. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Shoulder pads in prison. Right. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh That's my gosh. Amazing. You know the, uh, the, uh, orange is the new black? Right. That prison where everything's supposed to take place was not mm-hmm. too far from my house where I used to live in Connecticut. Like I, I lived in Danbury, Connecticut for a while. And, oh yeah. Uh, to take like the main road up to this comic book shop and you can see the prison right from there. Oh wow. I didn't think, none of it, you know, one of my friends said, oh yeah, that's just some ladies prison, you know, <laughs> I didn't think about it. And then when ours is the new black premiere. Nothing more to see I'm here. I'm like, oh no, yeah, keep, keep okay. moving, pal. Keep moving. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, Danbury. Danbury, Connecticut. So, mm. Jefferson's letters to the Danbury Baptists. There you go. Mm-hmm. The separation of church and state, what everybody wow. falls on or <laughs> chooses not to fall on when referencing that whole question.
7: That should have been a schoolhouse
1: rock. That should have been a schoolhouse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> goddamn rock thing. Yeah, right. Thomas Jefferson <laughs> wrote a letter. Now we got separation of church and state. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, so where the fuck are they in The Walking Dead? They lost me six years ago. Like, <laughs> So I, I know like there's a, a new iteration of Negan. The moment Negan's fucking back came down on Glenn's head, I was like, enough! I am done with this show. <laughs> and so, yeah, no,
3: Negan's a baby face now. Really? Yeah.
2: That's crazy. That's crazy.
3: And now, like, him and Maggie and all the other good people are about to fight up against this new society that pretty much are in their own little bubble of how everything, like, was, even with the class system and all that, and they're going to be fighting up against some literal stormtroopers. Wow. Like dudes in white armor with questionable aim.
2: Well, I mean, like, that sounds kind of cool, but you know what? They, they, The Walking Dead has run, they run into societies all the time. They run into, like, 10 fucking societies of like organizations of people of, like, Oh no, they're bigger and they're better. And they have walls and then let's move in and everything's going to be great. And the fucking walls come down and oh, nothing but fucking death and zombies. And then now we got to start back up and we only have a third of the amount of people. And it's just like, once you saw that like four times, you're like, okay. And Oh, look, new season, new bet, ba- new bad dude. And new society. But, I, I, you know, you had me at st- Stormtroopers. I'm not going to lie.
3: Uh, I mean, it's like Dan and I were talking about a couple <laughs> weeks ago with the MCU. Like, yeah, it's their tropes, but I mean, what do you expect?
2: I, I mean, uh, so tropes sell, right?
3: Yeah, the, the big sky beam and the big CG fight at the end.
2: And there's this argument that a trope also, you know, because like, you have audience perspective, where apparently the character's dumb and doesn't catch the things that your audience is going oh man i caught that night i why aren't they talking about this or you know and that's whenever you you have me yelling from the couch you know blah 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 why you know why aren't you <laughs> doing this things but those tropes you know are very easy for audience to follow a story especially if they're not completely paying attention and they're scrolling the interwebs
3: yeah one person's trope is another person's identity write that down
2: hello no, yeah no Dude. hey that, no <laughs> i'm
3: not writing that down Are you
1: kidding yeah,
2: me that is, that's a good line right there
3: yeah it's so- a brilliant line it's dangerous line is what that is <laughs> i mean my tropes my tropes include throwing in wrestling and marvel references whether it's appropriate or inappropriate it's part of my identity yeah right <laughs> <laughs> I'd walking
1: Dead, and I watched the first episode and it was like, oh, they're making all the same bullshit zombie mistakes as though these people live in a universe where there's no zombie fiction. And it's like, "Ugh, they're doing the same old mistake and that same old mistake. And then episode two began with the sheriff's wife. Like, banging his best friend or some shit. And I was like, okay. So, first episode, uh, a bunch of zombie nonsense that people figured out 40 years ago. Second episode, ugh, that's heartbreaking. I don't need this shit. I don't need this shit fucking So, nowadays,
3: I would argue that even with zombie fiction, it would still go along the same thing. Because, I mean, in real life, we have decades of pandemic fiction. And uh, most of us still fuck that up.
1: Okay, I don't know if you were, like, agreeing or disagreeing with me on that one.
3: (laughs) I I, I said, uh, uh, well, I was agreeing at first, but sort of, like, having perspective of the last couple years, I'm just like, no, even if uh, they still had all the same zombie fiction, people would still, like, civilization would still fucking crumble. Shit. I mean,
1: shit. Uh, Adam, uh, I apologize. (laughs) There you go. Last time I was at William Street, you dazzled me. I with did. With your Star Wars collection. <laughs> Mark Mark moved the rest of the group along, and I think you and I hung out for a while in your office. I have
7: all those Black Series figures. Like Dude. If they, they, <sighs> they found my, my Achilles heel.
1: Yeah, those six-inch. Uh, They're
7: beautiful.
1: Oh, 15 to 18 points of articulation. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it, what, what struck me, what you really hit me was, you know, though, certainly I'm a slut for the vintage. You know, you didn't have like an old Land of the Jawas playset up. We're talking you had you had the new new.
7: Yeah, that's all. Well, that's what I have at the office uh, in my home. I don't have that play set, the Land of the Jawa playset. set. I, I didn't get all of the Return of the Jedi figures by that time I was in high school. Right. And I did get some of it because they were so cool. Yeah. I don't know that I even have all of the Empire figures, but... I definitely have all of the original Star Wars figures, all of my original Star Wars figures, the Kenner, you know, mm. three and a half inch uh, right. figures. Certainly, I would say probably ninety percent of Empire. I don't think I ever got all of the um, bounty hunters from Empire.
1: Okay, well, which which ones do you think you're missing? I might be able to dig in my box.
7: I don't think I got any of. Them. I got. I, I. I mean, I got Boba Fett, but you I got
1: Boba Fett. Everybody, but yeah. I didn't
7: get Bossk or. What's his... Fi- uh, yeah, I didn't get that. And then I, I know I didn't get any of you know, like the Ewoks.
1: I'm um, still learning about Ewok figures. That they, uh, they dropped so many Ewoks during that run.
7: Well, I meant the Ewoks from the movie, but I know there's also Ewoks yeah. from the cartoon, right?
1: The Mark and I were going to Retro Toy Con in November here in Greenville, where we're going to do oh, an cool. entire panel presentation about the toys, oh, as wow. well as the shows, Droids and Ewoks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get into those either. Those are a bit too cartoony for me it was too much of a departure from gotcha. the the movie quote-unquote faithful kenner style so
7: you, you you mean the ewoks from the kenner movie series from
1: from the return of the jedi oh, and yeah. uh the 85 power of the force uh oh, series that yeah. they i that, they about did. that series yeah where it came with the coin and they were mining all three films at that point
7: when jedi came out in 82 i was a senior in high school or junior in high school Right. 83, it came out. I was a junior yep. in high school. So by the time Power of the Force rolled around, I just wasn't paying attention to any of that anymore. Um, I mean, I was, right. I still loved the movies, but I, but toys I was, were not in my mind at all. And in fact, what's funny about those black series toys in my office is I wasn't into any kind of toys at that point, but I just really fell in love with those, those figures, particularly kind of the way they, they were reproducing sort of like, Premium six-inch versions of the Kenner figures, you know, was yeah, to me right. And of course, by, for the Star Wars anniversary, they were putting them in the original kind of Kenner packaging.
1: Doing those old cards, I got all yep. of
7: those. I couldn't help myself. Although I realized just the other day, I don't have the uh, Tuscan Raider. I got everybody else except that. So I do have my original Kenner stuff in the in the basement, and I have actually my ships. I kept them in the boxes. Oh, <laughs> look at you! I mean, I played. I took them out and I played with them.
1: But you kept the. But boxes. I
7: stored them in the boxes because I whatever I had like a shelf in my room, and I figured it was easier to put them in the box and stack them up. And so I've got, the, <laughs> I've got the X-wing, the Tie Fighter, and the Darth Vader Tie Fighter, and um, Slave One, which we're not allowed to call it that anymore.
1: The Boba Fett ship. Correct. Yeah.
7: Um, and the Millennium Falcon all in their boxes. I have, I have the, this, the land speeder, but I did not keep the box for that.
1: The fact uh, that this little, that still kind of sticks in your craw that you're like, oh, that's the one box I didn't keep. Uh, I, and yeah. I don't even care. About, I don't necessarily really care
7: about that. I just feel like I need to explain why I didn't keep no. it.
1: Um, <laughs> well, then, I mean, maybe you should save the rest of that for your therapist, dude, because it's, you it's still on your mind.
7: <laughs> and by the, time, by the time Empire came out and I was getting those toys, uh, I was also not really playing with them as much. But they were great toys. The Empire toys I felt like were a uh, cut above the, the original run of toys. Oh agree. Uh, Kenner and, really
1: found their stride with that. Yeah. Yeah.
7: And by that time I was I was keeping them in the box just because I that was sort of tradition in a way. Right. So I got the snow speeder that's in the box and uh the Tauntaun, it's in his box. Nice. My my uh my Millennium Falcon is actually has the uh, the Empire logo on it. And the funny thing is like by that time I was already working because I was like 14 and I bought that with my own money.
1: Oh there,
7: <laughs> there you like go. Like I had like the 30 or 40 bucks however much it was right. in 1982 dollars. And, and I was like, "Yep, take me to the store. This is what I'm going to buy." That's
1: what my hard-earned cash.
7: That's what I wanted.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
7: It's, you know, it just hits me in the sweet spot.
2: I, you know, one of my favorite subreddits is the, 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 oh, what is it called? Is it the, the, the sequel? No, no. What is it? Um, prequel or the prequel. Yeah. The prequel subreddit where, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, no other Star Wars, you know, so it's their whole thing. Like one, two and three are the best ones, but <sighs> you know. Everybody gets to have their thing. Star Wars is now becoming such a huge library of content, and I just love the way it's like migrating to, you know, hour-long shows, eight of them. You know, like you're able to fill so much more content than what is on a two two and a half hour movie. Oh yeah, man, Disney is pumping out some really great content. And this is why they're like the one of the largest multinational conglomerates that owns so many IPs. <laughs> and I'm just happy that they're actually using some of their billions, billions of dollars to um, do some of these series justice. Because, you know, here, I, I have a probably an unpopular opinion here, but I think. Disney is probably treating Star Wars better than Lucas would have. If he was given the reins, you know, and he only had to do it by himself. So, Uh, you're like, "Eh, I don't think, I said it was an unpopular (laughs) opinion. I will say
9: the sequel trilogy, I think it's worse than the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Because, But uh, it's funny, too, because you brought up how the prequels have gotten more popular lately. I've argued, well, part of it, I think the sequel truly was so bad that people are not looking back at the prequels like... Bullshit. Bullshit. No, <laughs> no. No, the prequels got where they were supposed to go. No, but no, no, there's no. something else, too, that... Uh, Sir.
1: Sir. The children of the prequels are adults now, and they that's, have that's, they have a place at the, the table tweet. now. They have a legitimate place at the table now.
2: That's the tweet right there.
1: I took my niece... When she was four years old to a midnight showing of Phantom Menace, the midnight world premiere. I came out of there confused, man. But she crushes on Anakin Skywalker. She's all about that Jar Jar Binks. And they're all 30 now. So that's why we're seeing a shift in an opinion towards the prequels.
0: That's why there's a resurgence of uh, Jar Jar Binks items being sold on eBay. Yeah,
9: yeah totally. <laughs> totally.
1: Not though...
0: Thank you.
9: Yes. Well, uh, there's something else too that the prequels had, and that is, cause I once uh, figured this out, I asked someone, well, how can you, who's your favorite character from the prequels since you love them to watch? And they go, Ahsoka. Like, she was in the movies, she was in Clone it's Wars. Clone Wars. And I go, Oh, you consider Clone Wars part of the prequels, yes. and that was a big yeah. thing. to wake while the, way, what the prequ- people take a look at the Clone Wars cartoon.
2: Well, well, because that same that same demographic grew up with the Clone Wars. There's more. There's
1: more content for that time period oh, in yeah. the Star Wars universe than any other time. Oh, yeah. The the Galactic Civil War. No. The the yeah uh, Ray. <laughs> Ray, like that's all he was hired to do in the last movie Ray! But, uh, but they point out how clone
9: wars was such a good series because it filled in the clacks of the prequel series and it, people love it people love it. i actually will go back and watch it and go this that's like a pretty good cartoon show
2: what i
1: want to know because so- everybody loved it, that's why i went from 9 p.m fridays to 8 a.m saturdays mm-hmm. That's how much people loved it, dude. So
2: what I want to know... Man,
1: no, this is... No, hold No, Kavika, you stay out of this. really. No, no hey, I'm, I'm Dan, You're going to go off on a tangent.
2: You come in middle of the conversation. Going off on a taking, tangent? Yeah, a <laughs> tangent. You weren't even taking place in this conversation. You know, so you can just sit down and shut up. So Here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs>
1: I'm a recovering addict, I suppose yeah. would be the way to uh, what, what to call it. Uh, I go through cycles of where I have to have it But the point to where they announce a certain figure coming out and I'll have anxiety. Like I'll have trouble sleeping at night. Like, oh, am, am wow. I going to be able to find it? Will will, right. it, will it be out there? Will it be on the peg? Right. And I yeah I, I I myself really had to had to step back. Yeah. Several several miles.
7: And I have uh I have for the most part mainly because I don't even have a place to put all the ones I have in terms of like where I can look you know like appreciate them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I mean, I mean even my original my kid toys are in boxes and I hate that because it's like well okay why why do I have them What's if I the can't point? look at them right and 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 I'll. Be honest, you know this is a scoop. Uh, I'm, I'm seriously toying with the idea of of selling mine, uh, my old toys, because it's like ah, I'm not I'm not getting anything from them other than just knowing that I have them.
1: Yeah, hey, and you know, there comes a time where that is no longer enough, right? And admitting that that's no longer enough, that's a big step towards recovery, Ned.
7: There you go, big step, <laughs> you know? big step. But even but like the, the new stuff, the new Black Series, I've I've kind of I I, I think I got. A couple of the figures from Mandalorian. And um, but again, like I'll see some now and I'm like, that's very cool. But I'm just I'm not I'm going to I'm going to resist. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you find yourself at a party. You think it's a safe place. Somebody starts chopping out some lines and you're like, "Uh, I'm going to go in the other room. There you go. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go call my sponsor.
7: I've been weaning myself for sure, and then, you know it's funny too uh, with the pandemic and working from home for the better part of two years. Now that I'm going back to my office and all those toys are there, I'm like, oh my god, I, <laughs> I can't believe how many I have. This is insane. Right. right. Um and I think that's been a little bit of a wake up call.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it's 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 part like I can't believe how many I have and part um boy I I did fine without these for 2 years. Uh <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I worked every day without these looking at me and I and nobody died. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah,
1: you're still you're still drawing breath.
7: You're right, still a productive so,
1: yeah. member of society. Yeah. Maybe
7: I don't need them. I don't know.
2: So you know what I want to know is what happens next, right? So we have these th- this great set of stories, this great you know like stepping off point. You know we have uh, you know all nine, right? And I and I realize with what we're doing with the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian and uh, Obi One Kenobi, we're rehashing and filling in a lot of the blanks that we don't know for sure right you, you you do know them if you read some of the books right you know it filled in but i don't know if that's considered canon right uh
9: no it's like a, it's
1: just the prequels the
9: clone wars
1: and uh, no, it's not on screen yeah.
2: it's not
9: canon yeah. unless okay. unless
1: if it's not on screen unless it was released under disney under marvel or del rey who bantam who's ever been yeah. publishing the books those are kin. Now uh,
9: they own the they own that, that content, so they could pick and choose what they want. Like that's why Granddad will throw and show up in Rebels. Yeah, as his own. They're,
2: they're able to pick and choose the concepts. Yeah. They own, so they what own the... I want to know is what comes next. I I you know like that's one thing that we keep doing. I think in media and in nerd culture in general, we keep. Remaking and rehashing the past, redoing the same concepts that that we've already seen. Like, how many fucking Spider Man origins have we? have we lived through. oh dude <laughs> and i you know and i and i think they're all great right don't get me wrong in that moment when all three showed up on the screen uh, i fucking just my mind blew i was like yes oh my oh, god so are good. you kidding me this is the most wonderful thing i've ever seen in a movie theater in that moment i was just i was ecstatic but what i want to know is what happens next
1: I weaned myself off of Star Wars. It was very hard. And for <laughs> over a decade, I was like, yeah, they're cool movies, whatever. And my son kept <laughs> bugging me about Star Wars. Right. And I was like, eh, eh. And Finally, I was like, all right, dude, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit down, and I'm going to put on what somebody you know, who's four years old might consider, what a lot of people consider the most boring of all Star Wars movies, but the best. I'm going to put on Empire Strikes Back. And if you're still awake mm-hmm. at the end... Your reaction is going to wholly determine how we go with this Star Wars toy business. And sure enough, dude, he sat and I put it on at like nine o'clock mm-hmm. and he sat all the way through wide eyed the whole time. And he was like, that was amazing.
7: It's beautiful. Good for him.
1: And it was like, oh, shit, shit. And a week later, man, I was <laughs> draining. I was I was draining our bank account all over eBay <laughs> and it coincided with uh being laid off from my job, they moved the whole operation overseas at, oh, at, at the height of the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. You know, draw, you know, tearing up when you know, during Obama's first inauguration, talking about you know those heroes who mm-hmm. are instead of watching their coworker get fired, are they themselves cutting back their own hours voluntarily? You know, that was me, right? Right, and right. you know, I appreciate that he appreciated it. My employer didn't. Uh, so at the same time, I was just learning how eBay worked and I accidentally bought doubles of like Darth Vader's TIE fighter. I'd actually purchased doubles of a lot of stuff. Uh, I bought a bunch of the power of the force or power of the force two figures, 95 through 97. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Com- but compared to what had come since then, th- they were garbage. They were trying to make them look like He Man figures. I mean, you know, Luke Skywalker all like yoked up. Ugh.
7: Oh, no, no, I didn't like that at all. But aren't those some, aren't some of those worth a little bit of money now?
1: Some of them, most of them are landfill uh, fodder. Oh, okay.
7: That's okay. So not, not cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did, I remember being in a store at some point, And like I said, I'd been away from toys for a while. And I saw the Star Wars toys and I'm, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Why are they so stocky? Why are they I mean, Yeah. yeah. They did look like little He-Man figures. I'm like, really? What is this about?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
7: <laughs> I'll never understand that. Like,
1: not long after they came out for my uh, 18th birthday, which coincided with Christmas, I remember telling go. my dad, and I already moved out of the house since then. I was already taking college classes. I was like, hey, this Christmas, how about how about you just get me a bunch of Star Wars toys? And uh, <laughs> my dad said, yeah, hey, I'll make you a counteroffer. How about this Christmas? Why don't you get me a son who's going to grow the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs>
7: wow yeah they had a good Christmas after <laughs>
1: all <laughs> yeah and nobody got what they asked for yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all lost that year uh-
7: <laughs> so So socks and ties. No, exactly. Yeah, nothing but
1: socks and ties, dude. Oh, man. But I found myself with a whole box of these Power of the Force 2 figures that I purchased before I put myself through a crash course in modern figures. And it took the guy a month to ship them. And then by the time I got them, I was like, oh, these suck. These suck. And I'm losing my job. And that was 50 bucks. Uh, Uh 50 bucks for 50 figures. That should have told me something. Right. So I gave myself a crash course in eBay. And then... For over three years, I paid the rent, groceries, I, I, uh, I became a professional eBay, Star Wars toy reseller. There you go. And ended up making more money than I did at the job I got laid off from. So I actually made pretty good money off of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Interesting. Interesting. <laughs>
2: Yeah I just I'm, I'm ready for uh the next iteration the the newness. I'm ready for the new hotness.
9: Have you uh seen uh, the Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus?
2: I haven't. I've heard of it, mm. but and, and I know it's like a different like small episodes. It's mm. like a it's anthology. Remain, like, it's it's anthology an anthology. Series. Series, yes. Yeah, by a so, lot of know. the
9: top uh, anime studios, they got a chance to play with Star Wars.
2: Yes, and I and I and, and so I've been kind of saving that one. Like one of them's like an anime version, you know, in like a samurai armor and, and things like that. So I, you it's know, all I,
1: anime. The whole thing. Yeah. It's like
9: it's, it's funny because whenever we watch, it's like the Animatrix, Matrix, but this time for Star Wars. Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. Yes, which, that's, uh, that's a beautiful way of putting it, actually.
9: Which, which, which like it's the same mentality too. Like just with, with the Wachowski say, "Hey, uh, anime studios, you want to do uh, some uh, Matrix short stories?" They all jumped at the chance, and of course, these all these anime studios are now like we grew up on Star Wars. We will definitely make a Star Wars.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> we talked about Star Wars like the episode before last.
2: Uh, the, uh, uh, that's fine because guess what there's a lot of content there oh yeah Just like we we usually talk about star wars we talk about star trek you know we talk about anime you know like that that's our bread and butter you know it's whenever y'all decide to have a conversation for an hour about middle school kids that uh, we're maybe losing our demographic <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah Point, point 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 eight I have a, a Lando shrine. I have one of every Lando ever made. When I was a kid, if, if my story about my 18th Christmas uh, gives you any insight, uh, you know, it was a childhood. <laughs> Star, Star, Star Wars was my best friend. And yeah. you know, unlike most of the, the cast, Billy D worked for a living. And <laughs> Billy D would show up on my TV with some regularity. And for me as a child, yeah. it was like it was my friend checking up on me. You know, yeah, checking, you going, go. hey, Danny, how you doing, man? What's 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 happening? And so I've always had a, a real soft spot. In fact, my my eBay shop is called the Lando Sessions.
7: Oh, OK.
2: Um,
7: That's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine actually recently about this, and he kind of didn't understand. He's a few years younger than me, so he didn't quite get it. Uh, what I'm about to tell you, which was when Empire came out, I, I thought Lando was great, but I remember feeling like that was. Um, and I didn't know the term at the time, but what we would now call stunt casting, like Billy D Williams was a known person to me. And um, so many of the, you know, those characters were all, I'm like, I saw star Wars, the original with my parents and they knew who Peter Cushing was and they knew who Alec Guinness was, but I didn't. Sure. Um, But with empire was like, well, that's Billy D Williams. That's, that's, I know who that is. He'd been in a bunch of stuff by yeah, that time. Right. And 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 um so that I remember thinking that was sort of there's something really kind of odd about that. Uh, but now I realize what's great about it is that he comes with like this sort of built-in star quality and charisma right. that not not just that a a novice will respond to but even someone who knows that this is Billy D Williams is going to be like Okay, this guy's coming in hot. He right. This guy's this money. This is a serious this is a serious character here. Right. Um uh but yeah, I remember thinking it was so strange to me that they had hired this like known actor to be
1: right. in the movie. Uh
7: but hey, you got to get somebody big to go up against Harrison Ford,
1: right? Oh, hey, and they 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 definitely did. You know, I still hear people complaining about Lando like, "Oh, he sold them out and da-da-da." And it's like Robot Chicken put it perfectly. <laughs> Schindler's List, dude. That's 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 the choice Lando had. It was sell out his friends or have the blood of millions on his hand. Right. And guess what? He not only saved millions, but he was able to 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 get to rescue Okay, so Luke lost a hand and, you know, Harrison Ford got yeah. frozen for 3 years, but uh, yeah. otherwise that's like a 90% win. And who else in the original trilogy ever put one over on Darth Vader? Think about it. There you go. Oh, um... Lando's the only one. To hoodwink Darth Vader, hmm. boom.
7: Had thought about that. Yep.
1: Yeah, he's even right there. You know, Luke was going to fall into what was basically the center of Jupiter if if Lando wasn't right there to to catch him. You know. That's true. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah, It's 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 he's he see he's the hero. He's the hero. You, you know. <laughs> I buy that. Star Wars, otherwise known as Episode Four: A New Hope. That's all. That's mm-hmm. all set up. Or for the truth, dude, blew up a Death Star. Come on.
7: Yeah, that's true. You know. Him and him and Wedge. He yeah, and Wedge.
1: yeah. He and Eunor McGregor's uncle uh, yes. went in there and and got it done. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> so, what I want to know is what happens next.
1: Nostalgia kills. That's what's next Kavika, more fucking nostalgia kills. So, without violating any NDAs, what's uh-huh. uh what's what's next for Ned Hastings?
7: Um you know what? I can't violate an NDA uh, be- because I'm not entirely sure. We've got okay. we've got Safe. A, we've Safe. got a project going on now that is uh, that I cannot discuss, but it's great. Um it's going to be really amazing. It's another sort of uh larger scale thing um uh, as opposed to like a, a series. But we right. do have a few series uh that have been pitched and have been um piloted. And, um, I don't know whether, I don't think the pilots have shown up anywhere outside the office yet, but, um, I've, I'm, I'm rooting for some of those to resurface, uh, or to surface, I should say, but, sure. um, we're, you know, we're, we're working, we've got stuff in the hopper. Uh, it's, right. it's a different environment now than it was there, uh, for a while because, you know, now Squidbillies is off the air. We're all in kind of a reset mode, like Squidbillies is off the air. Um, right. You know, we don't have any of our shows that we, you know, we started with Space Ghost and uh, the Aqua Teen and then a few years later added Squidbillies. And those have all kind of run their normal course. Um, but, you know, we're, we've we've got work coming. I just can't talk about what it is yet.
1: And, you know, uh, a gentleman never asks, lady never tells. <laughs> there you totally. Go. But hey, you know what, what? What 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 you can take to the bank is if Ned Hastings is attached to it, it's gold.
7: There you go. Boom.
1: That's
7: that's that's going on my business cards.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. people
7: will read that. And go really? Who's Dan Klink?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the Dan Klink? <laughs> that Dan oh, Klink? Oh shit, dude! This guy's money, yo. <laughs> All right. So last question. Uh oh. Last question. Okay i mean hell i'll ask you 15 more if uh you know if, if, if you're comfortable well, at some
7: point i gotta get my dogs from doggy daycare so uh, no okay
1: yeah no at some point we all have well i don't have lives but the rest of us do so <laughs> i dig it i dig it aquatine uh-huh. forever mm-hmm. plantasm mm-hmm. when where and how can we see it get our hands on it what's uh release dates all that good stuff
2: this is always a one-way trip for me.
8: Shake, no! We can fit you in the cup holder. I've no we going to be together. Earth well, forever. Nothing lasts forever. Initiate the launch. Sayonara, guys. Nine. Say hi to Earth Eight. for me. We'll never forget you, Nine. Shake. And when you get down there, Six. tell my wife I love her. Okay, man, we got to
7: go. So, so the first list. iteration is going to be, uh, it's going to be got on Blu-ray. Cool. Uh,
1: 4K. Ooh, we're k it up. Uh, yes, and... According
7: to Amazon, the release date is November eighth. Right on. And then eventually uh we'll roll onto HBO Max. Um right. and then eventually we'll air uh on Adult Swim. But that's right. a, a gradual timeline. I think I think HBO yeah. Max, I think I can't be positive, but I think now they're shooting for like December, January on HBO Max and then okay. uh then broadcast TV uh in in the new year. From what I understand, there is for people who are going to be at New York Comic Con, there is supposed to be a um, a screening at New York Comic Con this year, which is the first like the first weekend of October, I guess.
1: Yeah, you're um, going to be there. Yes. Yeah,
7: uh, that's the plan. Um, uh, and I don't know who else. I can't speak for who else, but I know sure. that I asked. I'm like, can I go?
1: Um, <laughs>
7: and they said. Yes, you can go.
1: <laughs> you can go. Um, don't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't look anyone in the eyes. Don't sleep. <laughs> right. You will
7: come. You will stand. You will leave. Uh, yeah. No. So, uh, and I'm, that's going to be fun. That's going to be really cool. I, I um I didn't the first Aquatine Teen movie when it came out. Uh, I I somehow managed to not go to a theater to see it and i've always been bummed we did have a we did have a a premiere so i have seen i did see it with an audience um but this will be my first time seeing uh seeing something like with an audience like this in a while so that's 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 sort of exciting normally we make these things and they go out in the world and we don't know you know who's watching well then
1: monday rolls around and you clock back in on the next project
7: right exactly yeah, so so that's going to be exciting. That's going to be very fun. So yeah, November is uh, is the is the, the street date for the Blu-ray.
1: Perfect. And you know the HBO the broadcast that's all academic for our listeners cuz they're going to be lined up and ready to go in November to grab that Blu-ray.
7: I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope it does well. It really it should. It's going to be I'm not kidding. It's it's there's going to be a lot of excited people.
1: Can't wait.
7: Yep. All kids me out of the pool for
1: adult <laughs>
10: swim. All kids out. Attention! Adult Swim. All kids out of the pool. It's animation for mature viewers, sorta. Adult Swim. Sunday at ten on
2: Cartoon Network. All right. So we we have a recording issue. What do you mean? Uh, At some point in time, our thing stopped recording. It still shows it's recording, but we have. It looks to be no input happening. Oh. Yeah. Well, like, it's recording nothing right now.
1: Like, even at this moment, it's recording? I mean, Zoom, Zoom is recording.
2: Zoom is recording. But, you know, the quality of Zoom is not, <sighs> not great. But, you know, it, it, I mean, at least we can salvage it somewhat. You know, part of it, people be like... Yeah, uh, part
0: of the recording is there. <laughs>
1: huh. so you're st- you're still not recording then right
0: it's it's not recording right <sighs> now it, we're it, talking it shows that it's recording but the bars are not moving on the screen when we talk hmm. correct
1: i mean nothing fucking matters anyway
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you all laugh but yeah. you, you'll you'll figure it out Here's what happens next. Here's what happens next. Uh, we we say goodnight to Mark. <laughs> Mark, where uh, where can we where can we find you on the internet?
8: You can find me on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives website, tbsol.com. If you want to order a signed copy of my book, that's the best place to go. And I will throw in a magnet and a sticker and a bookmark as well. Heck yeah, you will. Yeah, and on Twitter it's Mark. McTiso M-A-R-K-M-C-T-B-S-O-L on Instagram. It's Best Saturdays of Our Lives. And of course, the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast, part of the ESO Network, is available Ooh. on all platforms, Apple, SoundCloud.com, and Sketcher, or Stitcher.
7: Stitcher. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I like Sketcher. I like Sketcher better. <laughs> Stitcher. <laughs> get you. <laughs> All right. Good night.
2: Night. Good night. Happy
8: trails, everybody. Happy trails. Good night. Adios. All right. It's good recording with you guys. It's been a minute. So. Oh yeah. It's a pleasure every time. Mm-hmm. Till I
1: fuck it up. Uh-oh. There you go. <laughs> and with that, good <laughs> night. <laughs> okay,
6: Mark.
1: All right, Mark. Alrighty. Take care. yes sir, Mr. JT Wheatley, History of Comic Books Podcast. Where can we find you? You, you can about? find
8: me on
9: uh, practically all podcasting platforms, uh, Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, and so forth. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Tumblr.
0: Kavika, where can we find you? Uh, on the you can find me
2: at KDSA Rambles On on Twitter. So, Ned. Yes, sir.
1: Uh, last time you were here, we asked, where can everybody find you on the internet? What's going on? And I think generally your answer was, uh, turn into Adult Swim
7: yes tune into adult swim the work speaks for itself
1: go to uh, and and go to go to hbo max my
7: entire career is is on there now there you go every moment of television i've made is on there now um yeah i'm not a i i I mean i have a facebook page but i just rant about my personal issues on there and yeah uh, i'm on instagram but i really only use it to follow other people's interesting lives and not for people with mine because it's just going to be pictures of my dogs. That's all it is. Just sleeping dogs.
1: Hey, man, you got some good-looking dogs, though. I, I do want to say that.
7: I do. They're wonderful. They're very yeah. sweet, and they're very cute. And I take their pictures while they're sleeping. All the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to check out Ned's dogs, go go Internet. Go internet. Here's a dog sleeping. Here's a different yeah. dog
3: sleeping.
7: Here's another dog. Yeah, he's sleeping.
3: <laughs>
7: yeah. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely Adult Swim. Definitely uh, HBO Max's Adult Swim. We got a whole, you know.
1: Page. You have a whole, you have a whole presence, a yeah. whole media presence from what yes. I understand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, check out this HBO Max. I've never heard of it personally, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hear, hey, Ned's on there. So, you know, it's worth my 15 bucks a month. For show. It's
3: I
2: love it. <laughs> Same, Adam. Where can we, f- where where can we find more of your valuable insight?
3: You can find ye old Sexy Thor at Ring of Thunder, the podcast slash YouTube slash multimedia sensation about pro wrestling, which is pretty much Sexy Thor having a Thunderverse style talkings about concerning wrestling.
2: And, and my beautiful wife. Beth, where can we find you?
0: At Noplahoma.
3: Uh Ned, thanks
1: thanks for showing up. Thank you guys. This is this has been fun, as always. Anytime, dude. Anytime. Hey, happy anniversary. happy anniversary.
2: Just doing our best here. Just doing our best. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, no, you're not doing your best. You're beating everyone, dude. Yeah. See? I mean... Everyone, Beth Kavika, that's how you fucking do it. Okay? That's how you hey, do it. Hey, I've
0: had to be in plenty of yeah. shitty relationships and marriages before I found my wife. So. Okay,
2: and here, here's a hot take right here, right? Maybe because of birth control, we were able to make it far enough into our life... You know, because I didn't get married until I was thirty-six, right? And we found each other later in life. We we, we didn't have um, children to um, <laughs> complicate things because they, kind
1: of thing. they do. Because they do. They do one
2: hundred percent. Right. Second leading cause know, of
1: divorce is children. Straight that, up.
2: You, you know, money and, you know, so money and whenever, kids, man,
1: equals divorce.
2: So. Whenever each other is still the focus, right? It's easy to maintain. It's, it's. I think, whenever people, you know, naturally have a whole bunch of other focuses other than each other, and that's whenever things come, you know, it become difficult, so.
1: Well, then, okay, in, in all honesty, in all seriousness, on behalf of most people who are married, with children, who have been in long-term relationships, kids are involved, finances and all that, uh, seriously, I'd like to say Ben and Kavika Fuck you You're welcome
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. You're welcome <laughs> Yeah
1: Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop Starring... Ned Hastings, Matt Rozo, Fever, Sean Kerr, South Carolina Ecto-1, opening theme by C. Ellen Kavika Allo, Mark McRae, Adam Wedston, Beth Allo, Dan Klink, and J.T. Wheatley.
0: If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Thunder Talk Pod. Our email address is thundertalkpodcast at gmail.com
3: Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud.
7: Ta-da!
1: Ta-da! Awesome! Right. awesome.
7: I, hope,
8: I, hope, I hope I didn't babble too much. Oh, no, no. It was great. It was great. You're always good, man. I
1: mean, Ned, if we're honest, most people would call that a podcast. So right, right. That's, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>